Welcome back to Juxtaposition. I'm Justin and LC. My brother, what's good? Man, nothing much, brother. How you doing, man? Happy Friday, my good man. Happy Friday. Happy <laughs> Friday. So let's dive in, bro. We let's go. Let's go. Talking about the fruits of the spirit, those things yeah. which really do become a byproduct of a sincere and genuine relationship with Christ. So think of love, joy, peace, gentleness, self-control, just to name a few. So I want to remind everyone that our message in the five minute Friday from two weeks ago and our full episode last week, the message really reinforced that the fruits are not something we are manufacturing or trying yeah. to do. They genuinely become second nature, which means if those fruits are not becoming second nature, there is an opportunity in our walk or even to say it more bluntly, there's a flaw in our walk. And I want to keep in mind, it's a journey. Yeah. But as we particularly think of some of these challenging moments that we all experience, if there is no evidence of the fruits of the spirit, we really have to consider how consistent and sincere our walk with Christ is. We are what we eat. And if we spend time consuming an abundance of things in this world, yet sacrifice only an hour on Sunday or only time when we need something, we have to realize that we are the people standing in the way of the fruit that is available in our life to not only impact our life, yeah. but to impact so many other people's lives and the things that matter to us. Think of yep. relationships, for example. So with that being said, um, today we're going to lean into what happens when we limit the fruit in our lives as a result of this commitment issue in terms of doing this thing called life the way God designed it for us to be. So before the fruits of the spirit are listed um, in Galatians 5 verse 22, higher up Galatians 5 19 to 21 gets into the work of works of the flesh. So we'll impact that today. Galatians 5 19 through 21. And it says, now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. So Elsie, being a man of faith, one who has been learning about God, pursuing fruit, living this juxtaposition, what are your kind of initial thoughts and reactions? even potential implications to the works of the flesh, specifically as it relates to your walk with Christ? Yeah, so first up, bro, uh, you know, just like with everything, when it comes down to this word being uh, really exposed, I had to check myself with some bullet holes because a lot of shots were fired again on that Galatians yeah. 5 and 19. So I hope everybody's okay and is doing <laughs> well after what they heard because, again, this can be very uncomfortable to, to digest. And, you know, in all seriousness, even... For myself, uh, you know, I wouldn't like to go back to that first sentence in verse 19. Um, yeah. I actually brought up three different versions, mm -hmm. uh, Amplified, NLT, and NIV, uh, just to kind of give some context uh, a little bit more about that mm -hmm. starting point, because it was very triggering that this, the, the start of verse 19. So the first uh, translation says, when you follow your desires... The second translation is the acts of the flesh are obvious. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, 
Now the practices of the sinful nature is evident. So again, these are all the same verse, just said mm-hmm. three different ways. And and transparently, bro, when I'm looking at this scripture and this text, for one, it makes me have to look myself in the mirror mm-hmm. uh, because it's it's challenging. I can frankly put myself in some of those examples shared, right? And this does this is this just means for myself, not that I'm a horrible person and I'm of course just a, a, a crappy sinner, is no, it just means that I have an opportunity to really examine the choices that I'm making. Right. Mm-hmm. And the activities that, you know, put me at risk of moving out of alignment mm-hmm. to God's will and purpose for my life. Right. Mm-hmm. And then I also have to remember and ask myself about what strongholds do mm-hmm. I give birth to when I'm not going to allow myself to be, in alignment to what my father's purpose is for my life. And, and the thing is that I'm aware that, you know, the challenges that, that we face can always seem daunting and we're not really sure how they came about. But again, we have to ask ourselves, what are we doing and how are we putting ourselves in some of these positions? And then again, furthermore, to your point before, bro, how is it impacting other people? Because again, challenges that I may be facing because again of choices that I make, now my kids may have to deal with those same choices, right? And, you know, one of those things, for example, we could talk about alcoholism. Yeah. How many families have consistently seen alcoholism pour out in their families mm-hmm. generation after generation, right? Again, some folks will say, well, I'm grown. I can have a drink. It's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but how and when are you doing that? And who's watching you? That does matter because yeah. now somebody's taking your actions out of context mm-hmm. and you were just doing a sinful nature and now they just diving into the whole pool of sin itself, sure. right? Because, again, they lack that context. So, or context, excuse me. So, you know, I say all to say because the thing is, bro, that first off, as a man of God, mm-hmm. my first responsibility is ownership of my actions. Because again, when I do die, that will happen. That is the first thing that I'm going to have to take accountable for, right? Yeah. What did I do with my time while I was here, mm-hmm. right? Um, and was I in alignment, or did I fall out of alignment of my Father's will? Yeah. And 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 Jay, this is. It, it hits a little hard for me to some degree because of, again, just like different experiences in life. But I will speak for myself that I know that when I strayed away from God and his will for my life, the experiences I will have, it will almost feel like I could feel it inside my body. Right. Mm-hmm. Almost like a uh, almost like, you know, because, again, you are advocate gym you know, person. So do I, I go to the gym, you know, every week. But when we miss a good amount of days, especially consistently in a row. Mm-hmm. You begin to feel the burdens mm-hmm. of your gluttonous actions, mm-hmm. right? The the impacts on your mind and your body. So yeah. it's not even just your body that feels like crap. Even mentally, you'll feel like crap as well, right? You'll this have that true. that that feeling of you know being sluggish, heavy, fatigued, even lifeless, right? Mm-hmm. Not wanting to get up off the couch to do anything. Um, and in the same way, you know when we choose to practice the acts of the flesh, you know fits of anger lack of self-control, the execution of my desires or sinful practices, well, this too leads to other fruit. You've talked about the fruits of the spirit. This leads to that fleshly mm-hmm. fruit growing in your garden, right? And what is that fruit growing in your garden I'm talking about? I'm talking about regret, shame, mm-hmm. and embarrassment, right? And and the thing is, these are rotten pieces of fruit that are growing in our gardens. And, and frankly, this fruit also produces those fruit flies, those fruit mm-hmm. flies of heaviness, regret, right? The 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 
realization of the choices that you've made, the the sluggishness that you may feel because you may realize I made a dumb decision, yeah. right? That 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 feeling of feeling fatigued when you're shaking your head of shame because you're just like, how can I allow myself to consistently show up to this man house knowing daggone why I ain't got no business being here? How can I consistently mm-hmm. make these decisions that are draining my finance, draining the peace of my mm-hmm. life? Like mm-hmm. that's that shame that you feel, and then. How that leads you to feeling even lifeless, right? Your 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 actions have consumed you with so much embarrassment that it's easier for you not to do nothing. It's easier for you to hide, go on your little uh, hiatus of the mental health day. Oh Lord, let me tell you about the the, the mental health day. That again, when we come back from, we don't ever really have anything changed about us. Thanks. That's what I'm talking about, right? And the reality is, guys, this is the opposite of how God desired for us to not just feel, but really live out our lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I know I said a lot there, but I hope that does bring a little clarity to, to everybody. Yeah, we need to normalize not trusting ourselves. And I mean that, that with all due respect. Um, and, and we shared this before, Jeremiah 17, 9, uh, verse 9, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? So yeah. as we, to your point, Elsie, like we all can look back over the decisions that we've consistently made and realize when I stray away from God, I am putting myself in in severe jeopardy or yeah. risk or vulnerability. And to your point of the 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 way in which we feel when we are out of the gym consistently, we're not stewarding our our body well, and we're drinking what we want to drink, eat what we want to eat, not getting enough rest, not doing enough physical activity. We feel something different compared to when we are doing our due diligence. What is a big scary red flag is that when you live so long and you don't do your due diligence, that weight, heaviness, that 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 feeling of being sluggish, it is a normal thing for you. You don't even realize Ooh. that you are feeling a way that is unhealthy. So yeah. this is an opportunity to just really kind of take a step back and make sure yeah. that you are not deceiving yourself and recreating problems. So... As you see on your phone, today's conversation is entitled Remove the Mask. And one might say, Jay, why why is this particular message titled this? Well, let's do a deep dive on the reality of many of our lives, whether in the past or even in the present. Um, In Galatians, Paul speaks to the work of the flesh and he references working, walking rather by the spirit. And if that doesn't make sense to you, Elsie and I gave a five minute Friday followed by a full episode all on the fruits of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So dive into that, which is available on your app that you're listening to now. But I really I really want us, Elsie, to unpack the walk that Paul mentions. Essentially, it's our way of life, the things we pursue, which Mm -hmm. ultimately yields to results in our life. That result can be debt. It could be bondage. It could be unhappiness, division, strongholds. Or it can yield in in fruits of the spirit that we talked about last week and the week before. So, for Mm -hmm. example, talking about the things we pursue and and the the results, it could be spending excessively and neglecting your health. As a result, you will be a broke and broken individual. And it's interesting, Elsie, as we get older, um, you know, Some of us may agree with the concept of, yeah, of course, if you spend excessively, if you neglect your health, yeah, you're definitely going to be broke and broken. So it's easy for us in some cases to really try to address those issues. For example, Mm -hmm. save more, spend less, go on a diet, incorporate the gym. But the more I closely observe us Christians, 
I realize that we don't provide that same energy to the spiritual principles. And we mm. wonder why we consistently do not experience peace, joy, mm. love, patience, self-control. Just a few examples, let alone a thriving life that goes beyond paying the bills and taking vacation and doing these things that just become year after year after year routines, right? Many of us, if we are honest, we are wearing a mask, point blank period. And mm -hmm. what's sad is that although we may actually deceive ourselves and others, God sees the depth of your heart. He sees your true intention and your true commitment. We often, so you may say, what mask am I wearing? Here, here it goes. We, you often act nice. You oft, often act mm. like you have self-control when people are watching. You often act like your life is full of peace. You often act like you're gentle. Yet in reality, Oof. we consistently often and consistently pursue often impurity, anger, envy, yeah. jealousy, and the things like these, as Paul said. And I want to be loud and clear. That what I'm saying is that many of us are consistently entertaining and pursuing. I'm not saying we all are, but many are. And there's a difference between falling into sin and iniquity, getting up, wiping yeah. yourself off, and receiving the free grace God has made available. There's a difference between that and feeling good about your sin, feeling good about paying someone back, feeling good mm. watching somebody fail in their business, in their relationship, even in their health. Yeah, or yeah. even those of us who consistently entertain impure thoughts, knowing that the Bible says, "So a man think, so is he." You wonder why you undress everyone you see. What we consistently do produces a work of the flesh or a fruit of the spirit. So, if we think about our walks, let's take a pause and genuinely consider how many times you felt the Holy Spirit within you tug on you. And, and even though you wanted to pursue and entertain that work of the flesh, can you think of the last time you were tugged and led to juxtapose that evil or that mm. work of the flesh with the good, that, 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 that walking according to the spirit? Can you think of a time when your Holy Spirit tugged on you? Or yeah. is that a scenario that is a distant memory or one that you can't even recall at all? You know, bro, it's funny, as you said that, I, I was just kind of reflecting on, like, again, when have I felt tugged and versus when I have and then even conversations with other people when they'll, you know, we, we can identify. I knew I should have, you know, done this for my wife. or I knew I should have used this tone. But, man, bump that because so-and-so X, Y, and Z, yeah. like, we be quick mm -hmm. to say, like, I saw that I should have done this. How I'm gonna validate myself. Yeah, yeah, they mm -hmm. yeah, and that's the crazy thing. And you know, for for myself, what what I believe God has been helping me understand, bro, with especially with this whole juxtaposing mm -hmm. my life as a whole. Uh, for one, juxtapose is something that I personally got to do every single day because, Same. frankly, the 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 spirit of the flesh definitely, especially when I'm at my weakest moment. Oh, the flesh flesh evil, the e the evil thought exactly. The flesh will flesh, especially mm -hmm. when you let it right, mm -hmm. and especially you know you talk about scenarios. I mean, I mean, just for a simple one, right? Uh, if I think about 
you know, careers that I've had. I've actually had a team member at one point throughout my journey that I couldn't stand working with them, Mm -hmm. not because they were a bad person, but because they frankly lived the spirit of fear. Like Mm -hmm. you look up the spirit of fear, they picture right there. (laughs) Right. And, and, and it's, and it was frustrating. I I mean, not to be funny about, but it was frustrating Mm -hmm. because they would hold up projects. They would, everything would just be an issue, the smallest things. And frankly, I was perplexed about how this individual's outlook on life was like, it just would, it was devastating. Mm -hmm. However, Due to my father's counsel, um, he pretty much put me in a, in a place to readjust my floor perspective. And what he helped me understand is that the challenges that I'm dealing with with other people with, that may have the spirit of fear or envy or jealousy, all these different things, mm-hmm. is that one, bro, for one, is not personal. Of course. It's not personal for me. And, and not only that, is that I'm here to be a representative of my father. Mm-hmm. So if my father has me in the position, I'm dealing with somebody that consistently is operating in fear, then what am I doing mm-hmm. as a man of God to help peel the scales of fear from their eyes? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. How am I walking boldly by faith, calling out the very things that my father has not only done, but can consistently do so that this person can yield and find a form of faith? Right? Or do I just talk trash about them, say how they ain't never gonna get right? how stupid they are, you know, just consistently belittle. Like, again, we typically uh, do, right? Mm. And the thing is that God has been really helping me understand is that, one, when he counsels me about how to treat his children, it doesn't make it any easier, okay? Mm-hmm. If I'm being honest for myself, it doesn't mean it's easy for me to deal with difficult people. Mm-hmm. However, it does remind me that I'm here to serve. Yes. Not be served. Yes. So my actions must reflect how my father treats me. Because here's the thing: if not, I ain't nothing more than another hypocrite. Mm-hmm. I'm just somebody that's doing the church song and dance, but ain't got no evidence of it in my nothing life. Nothing to give. You know what I'm saying? Nothing to give. Absolutely. Nothing. I mean, God put it in my heart years ago that I was giving from an empty reservoir, and I think to the point of like mask and like we're we're not saying this to be mean, like oh you're wearing a mask, but like we just we have to be a little provocative to get us all to like really see what we really are Mm -hmm. doing, what we really are, who we really are. And I think it's those moments where we're in need of something from God, but also when we deal with very difficult and inconvenient situations, people, circumstances, is that the fruit really shows the tree in which it's being produced from. Mm -hmm. So I think those are really opportunities for us to really understand that like, hey, I am who I think I am, or I have some opportunity. And if you are in this faith walk, like Elsie said, like you gonna have opportunity, right? Like, so you don't ever arrive and that's not what we're getting at, but there is a difference between people who are putting on a front and fooling and convincing themselves yet never coming into the fullness that God has mm-hmm. available. And Elsie, I really wanted to talk about this because you may recall, we had a conversation a few weeks ago. Um, and obviously we're very clear. Our lives are far from perfect. We're a work in progress. Like, but we've consistently been put on pedestals. We've had people, you know, tell us how proud they are for our walk and all the things we're doing now on the podcast, even though, you know, it's very small contributions that God has given us the ability to do, but People were telling us they're proud of us and, 
you know, they, they, they're proud of Elsie, your marriage, you're proud of my lifestyle, the, the life I've built. And, you know, that's a nice thing to receive. So I, and I do, Absolutely. I do genuinely thank those who, who share those kind words. They're encouraging. But what devastates me is that when I turn the tables back and ask those people about their walk, their pursuit that God has called them to do, many of them, um, they become like deer in headlights. You know, the conversation consistently goes to, well, Justin, you know, I'm 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 still getting it right. I I, I ain't got your discipline or your structure. Or a favorite one of mine is Justin. Well, you know, you guys perfect. Uh, favorite rather. Um, and hey, Elsie and I, we are measly old men. Just like, we learned <laughs> the Bible two days ago, right? Like right. we're just jumping into this thing. But we are the evidence of what happens when you make a deliberate choice. We are able to take this platform and, and, and to infuse it into our own lives. We're, in, we're able to be a, a mouthpiece of God and, and be a blessing to you each and every week. We're able to do something other than dot our I's, cross our T's, check those boxes, climb that career. Like the things that will pass away. Elsie mm-hmm. and I are able to deposit seed into fertile ground that will be able to yield fruit, not only in our life, but in the lives of others. Sure. So sure. like many of you who are listening, think back to that analogy that I shared about excessive spending or neglecting your health. Many of us have chosen to go from that to, to, to not being broke anymore or not being broken anymore. Uh, and many of us have, have really started to conquer those giants and we're stuffing those bank accounts and we're doing those keto diets. And it's interesting to me though, that we tend to focus on those things that have immediate implications or immediate reactions to the flesh, living longer, having more money. But when it comes to the spiritual things, particularly like the things that will allow us to walk with the power that God has made available for us, we, 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 we then put the Christian mask on. We show up to church. We talk about how blessed and highly favored we are. But in reality, we've often allowed our hearts to deceive ourselves. When, when, yeah. when there's a need, we don't have an answer. When there's a limitation, we don't have the ability to call our God from heaven and make his will be done on this earth. And God forbid somebody comes to us and, and comes to us with a loving a f- a but firm message about these things that we're doing that are inhibiting our, our, our product, productivity in this earth, breaking strongholds, healing families, healing ourselves, healing our nation. Oftentimes when we're addressed with these things, our flesh shows up, those fits Mm -hmm. of anger, the strife, the division. And like I've said before, we still somehow can choose to ignore these byproducts of the way we live and and we're hurting ourselves and we limit the impact that God can have in our life. And we're setting ourselves up for implications that you and I and LC and your children and your husband and your wife and all the above, we will have to face these, these decisions Mm -hmm. that we've made. We will have to face them head on after we leave this temporary world. And bro, I do, do we realize what we're doing to ourselves? I mean, not transparently. Most of us don't. I mean, again, goes back to self-sabotage. If you knew you were self-sabotaging, would you continuously do it? Probably not. Right. So sometimes we're ignorant to that. And and to kind of go back to some of the things you were saying, even 
you know, related to, you know, people could talk, you know, oh, you guys are doing good and this, that, and that, third, and you kind of flip it and ask them what God is doing for them. For, for one, you know, if we can't take constructive criticism, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if we could call ourselves a Christian. Uh, you barely in the, you're barely an adult if you can't take constructive criticism, in my opinion. And then, and, then, and, then form, and then in addition to that, if every time somebody asks you, what are you doing different or, or how are you improving certain things? You got to go to an excuse of why you didn't do it. Mm. Excuses are the tools of the incompetent mm. built upon monuments of nothing. And those that specialize in excuses never amount to anything. Mm. That was just a little tidbit I had mm. from college. But mm. see how I could take a worldly understanding mm. and apply it to this. It, 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 it all connects, folks. Yeah. It all connects. And the thing that you're uncovering, bro, Mm -hmm. is frankly the spirit of shame. And it goes back to, you know, what we were discussing in Galatians 5, uh, 19. Again, the the decision to operate in my desires, the decision Mm -hmm. to operate in my sinful nature, the way I see fit. Frankly, bro, it, it yields exactly what you're talking about. So when you ask people questions about what they're doing, well, they're gonna backpedal a little bit because I'm not really comfortable about what my relationship is. So it's best I actually get a little nasty with you so that we get in this conversation. Mm. And and, and frankly, this kind of, and I'm going to put us on the pedestal here, guys, the marriages out here, my, my married for my married men and women, where y'all at? Cause plainly, this is how we act. Okay. Mm. When our wife gives us constructive criticism, our, our husband gives us constructive criticism, good, bad, or indifferent. It's it's one of those things where we don't even know how to respond to one another. And it goes back to you had to ask yourself, are you just OK with living a fake happy life? Mm. Because I could say in my in my relationship personally, me more if I don't have time for that, I, she better tell me exactly what she feeling, what she thinking as raw as she can and vice versa. Mm. Not because. I'm here to hurt her feelings or vice versa. Mm. For one, we are here to serve one another. Me lying within my relationship, operating in that spirit of lie, all I'm going to do is decay my relationship. And then on top of that, I'm going to allow my spouse to live blindly in sin because I'm afraid of the conflict if I tell her the truth. Mm. If I tell her, if I tell her how, you know, what the word says versus how she's acting, I might not get none tonight. Boy, y'all better stop. Mm. Y'all better stop. Mm. Because here's the thing. The truth is, if you care about your spouse, if you care about your relationship that you're in, the desire to expose wrongful acts, lack of wisdom, that should be important to you because you should be really honing in on the desire to learn to think differently. Mm-hmm. Right. We, how do I generate the desire to have greater wisdom if I'm consistently running for the hills every time my spouse or my friend tells me something about myself I don't like, mm. right? That that lack of desire to learn how to be better, that's what leads to y'all having unnecessary combative conversations. Mm-hmm. That's what you're arguing about because nobody wants to tell you, why can't you accept me for who I am? <laughs> Do you Have you seen yourself? Do you know yourself? <laughs> that is why we're having this conversation. And and I'm you know being a little light about it, but I'm also being very serious because this is these are arguments I have seen. These are arguments I've even been a part of, yeah. right? And the thing is, if we don't want to keep dancing around what type of relationship we actually have with God, if we don't want to keep dancing around how we act and the excuses that we make, then 
we need to take responsibility of how we're growing close to God mm-hmm. and stop trying to treat God like a side piece. So again, you know, as you said, going to church, doing the, doing the church thing, you only bring that one girl to church, mm-hmm. but when your friends see y'all in public, you try to hide them, act like you ain't with them. Mm-hmm. That's what we do with God. Okay. That, that, that's literally the, the same mindset. So when we operate in this rushed or, or excuse me, mask on type of relationship with God, all you're doing is highlighting your lack. And, and not only highlighting your lack, you're showing that your ability mm-hmm. to treat other Christians in a manner of relationship that God has intended for you to do is not going to be there. Mm-hmm. Because again, your your understanding of applying God is, I want you with me when I look good. Mm-hmm. I want you with me to make me feel good. But outside of that, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't really want nothing to do with you. And that's crazy to me. It, it is. Um, I want to share two quick things. Um, Proverbs 15.5 says, A fool despises his father's correction, but he who receives correction is prudent. And going backwards to Proverbs 12, I, I thought I'd hit you with some honey and then slap you a little hard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Proverbs 12 verse 1 um, and I was looking through so many translations to try to give it to you as sweet as possible. But whoever loves instruction loves knowledge, but he who hates correction is stupid. And mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> these are not my words, but I I really do think if we don't like correction to your point of like, let alone be an adult, you have to acknowledge that you're wearing a mask. The mask could be a mask yes. of deception, right? Yes. A, a mask of foolishness. And, and again, my mom used to always say, warning comes before destruction. We can ignore the the, the red flags, but you, what you mm-hmm. can't ignore is the chaos that you're experiencing in your mm-hmm. life. But yeah, so Galatians chapter 6, uh, verse 7 through 9, it says, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever one sows, that will he also reap for the one who sows to his flesh will reap, excuse me, will from his flesh reap corruption. Let me read that again. For the one who sows to his flesh will from the flesh reap corruption, but the one who sows to the spirit will from the spirit reap eternal life. And let us not grow weary of doing good for in due season, we will reap if we do not give up. So uh, the concept of sowing and reaping obviously is relevant, even in this world we live in. It's been like this, mm-hmm. you know, colloquialism or, or, or phrase that people say now. And it really highlights how like relevant and important this principle is. Um, you know, Tony Evans, uh, a leader in the faith, he says, decide what you want to harvest spiritually and let that control what you decide to sow. So many of us have deceived ourselves into thinking we can walk in the flesh while wearing a mask of the spirit and produce God-given results. For example, we want financial abundance, yet we don't sow of our earthly substance that God gave us. Many of us want healing, yet we use our lives to hurt others. Many of us want our families to be whole, happy, successful, yet we use our words to tear down other mothers, fathers, Mm. children. And I think you get the point. We should not be wearing these masks and deceiving ourselves into thinking that that mask is fooling God, right? Um, We've all had this mask syndrome at one point, but you should ask yourself, what's keeping you here? 
Yeah. Just like the yeah. world experiences cause and effect, there are spiritual precepts that are either adding value to our life and fruit to our life or just stopping every blessing that God has available for us. And again, you have to walk in the spirit to receive the fullness of what he's made available. So one might ask, you know, how can this these spiritual precepts, you know, add some, you know, or, or stop my blessings? You know, how I thought this whole thing was good stuff and it was all blessings and all the above. I want to direct you back to Galatians 6, 6 verse 7 through 8. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever one sows, he will also reap. So um, you have an opportunity to choose to, to be wise today, to become more humble and realize the risk of wearing this mask. mask. Are we content with earthly, unspiritual, and even sometimes demonic activity that has been designed to destroy our life, our family's lives, as you fool others on the outside? If you are pursuing the works of the flesh, those things that will add no eternal value to your life or the life of others, we have an opportunity each and every day to reconsider our walk, our decision to be a convenient Christian, one who has a form of godliness, yet denies the power available to us all. And in and, and, and having this convenient Christianity, having this form of godliness, it opens the door to deception and a whole bunch of other things. Again, you may be, dece be deceiving people like myself. You may even be deceiving yourself and others. But know God sees you. Know that God sees that mass, those disingenuous deeds, those actions, the validation that you're truly seeking versus his uh, acceptance that we all should be chasing after or even embracing mm -hmm. because it's already been given. And right. ultimately... Right we all will make the bed that, or we all will lie in the bed that we make. So um, I sincerely don't want to end with doom and gloom, um, you know, but I really would be remiss if I did not give you guys this tough love that your parents, your loved ones gave you when you needed it most. Um, mm -hmm. And know that I love you enough to give it straight up and know that God dis uh, uh, disciplines those whom he loves. And you discipline your children too. You have hard talks with them. You correct them because you love them. So Elsie, I would love if you can sprinkle some encouraging words for those of us who are like, okay, I've been exposed. I am wearing a mask. <laughs> yeah, I feel stuck, you know, because this has been my way of life. Like, this is what my mama taught me. This is what my dad was doing. Like, so... Help us out, brother. So before before I help out, I think I just want to put one more bullet in the chamber real quick um, <laughs> and fire off one more shot. But it, it's more about, again, to add to what you're saying, you can't say that you're taking off the mask if you don't even want to identify yourself in anything that we're talking about. Yeah. I don't do that. That's not me. That's not my personality. I, I do this, and I've done this, and I've done this, and I've done that. Do we need to go back to Matthew again when we talk about the folks that have done mm -hmm. work in his name? We've done mm -hmm. that almost every other episode at mm -hmm. this point. And, and, the, and the reality is, to, to get back to your question, of, okay, you've identified, you put a mask on, you've identified that, you know, there's things that you need to work on, like myself. Again, Same. I saw myself in those scriptures. Same. So what is it that we need to do? Simply. This is John chapter 16. Verse 33, and this is what God has, uh, Jesus was telling his disciples. I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Mm -hmm. In this world, you will have trouble. Mm -hmm. But take heart. I've overcome the world. And 
it's this time that we have to start to ask ourselves, do we find ourselves seeking to live in a spirit of peace or frankly, is our day-to-day lives relatively restless Mm -hmm. or or do we feel like we're living in a spirit of unrest? Because here's the thing about the spirit of peace. Peace leads to actions. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say that is because it's something that you're going to consistently want to experience. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, And again, Especially that piece that surpasses all understanding. Oh, you gonna you gonna want some of that, oh, yeah. right? And and this is again only found in your relationship with God. This mm-hmm. can't be found in your wife. It can't mm-hmm. be found in your finances. Mm-hmm. Your car can't give it to you. Neither can your dog. Mm-hmm. So the thing is, as uneasy as elements of this message may have been, even mm-hmm. annoying or irritating. Let's just slow down. Mm-hmm. And again, remember, there is no condemnation for those in Jesus Christ. So, yeah. again, we have opportunity, mm-hmm. opportunity to identify, not to be perfect, mm-hmm. but to identify who you really are versus the mask that you put on when you walk out the house. Stop yeah. beating your face. OK, this is this. <laughs> you got we got We got to clean off the get it off. Wipe the eyebrows off. Okay? <laughs> this is the thing where we got to start embracing who he has called us to be. So. You can either choose to wear a mask, but when you come down to being on God's team, there is no mask. Mm -hmm. Why is that? Because God exposes his children. Mm -hmm. He said that we are the salt Mm -hmm. of this earth, Mm -hmm. meaning that we have a purpose because we're here to do his will. So he's going to expose us, the good, the bad, the indifferent. Look Mm -hmm. at the Peters. Look at the Pauls. Look at uh, Jacob. Look at them all. You can think you hide it, but we see you. And he see you. Even if you take Adam into consideration, Adam was in there hiding (laughs) for no reason. He sees you. Take the fig leaves off, right? And so the the reason why I say take the fig leaves off, because at the end of the day, the more naked you get and more real you get with your daddy, the the more you can understand. For one, can't nobody put me in heaven or hell but my father. So I'm not here for the judgment of man, but I am here in the judgment of my father. Mm. And if I'm here for the judgment of my father, that means I am being attentive. To what it is that I'm doing here, right? So, assuming as we re- you want to experience him, right? Like, I think that that's, a, that's a build to it as well. It's like, yes, do I want this God thing to be real, right? Do yes. I do I want yes. it when life happens and I'm in the midst of the most tumultuous, chaotic, devastating scenario? What am I pulling from my wisdom, my intellect, my bank account, or right. the supernatural? But you have to believe in that. Yes. Yes. And not only do you have to believe in that, you have to be open to correction when your thoughts of how you're doing it are actually wrong. Right. So what I would love for us, us to all do, mm-hmm. and just like we've done the last few episodes, we got to test ourselves with some of this information that we're hearing. So, again, take some time with a friend, spouse. It could be even your cat if you need to in your <laughs> closet. Uh, ask yourself, ask them, do you give off that you're coachable? That you're actually open to correction. Mm-hmm. So, so again, what does that mean? That means that if I say, hey, you know, have you done X, Y, and Z today? Your first day, well, I, I didn't have time for that. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I got to run over here and get the little chitlins. Like, if the first thing that you do is make an excuse, then the, the answer is no. Mm-hmm. And again, not a bad thing. It's just a reality. Yeah. Something for you to address. Yeah. The second question, what simple activity has God been talking to you about 
working on with you. Mm. And, and the reason why I say that, because I know for myself, my father, he's been dealing with me about my temperament. Mm. My father's been dealing with me about how I use my choice of words. Mm-hmm. Uh, and cause, and when I say he's dealing with me, I mean, he corrected me. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not saying, Oh, it's okay. You got you feel me. that tug. I feel the tug. And, and I told, I told mom, this not too long ago. I said, one thing I'll say about my father, when he talks, mm. my life, trembles mm-hmm. so here's the thing i don't need him yelling too loud about what i need to be doing I, i'd rather just get it fixed the first time. and just want to pause uh sorry but no go ahead the way the god the, the way this god is set up um many of you like your tables are being shaken or or let me use a, a more um relevant uh an analogy life gets unsettled and, mm-hmm. and god is very intentional in in some of the um the ways in which he tries to draw us near him. If you, if, if you ain't had, if you ain't had no problems, you wouldn't be on your knees praying. But the issue mm. is that you pray just because you need something. The yeah, issue is that you pray just because you want something. So I think to your point, LC, it's like we have an opportunity to keep going in this merry-go-round and, 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 and ebbs and flows and highs and lows when it's just like, God is just trying to get you to realize that your will is just, it's just not the way to go. <laughs> that is it. Simply put, <laughs> simply put, bro, I, I could have said that any better. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and just to even kind of wrap up my question, because I got one more for y'all. Mm-hmm. Do you feel just like we talked about the gym when I don't work out more than two days in a row, I feel it. Mm-hmm. So do you feel the negative implications, implications, excuse mm-hmm. me, of your sinful bondage? The thing that consistently causes you to have issues in your marriage, mm. issues within your job. You know, I, I mean, you know, you got eight different jobs this year. It says something. Mm-hmm. It says something. You, everybody couldn't have been a bad boss. Mm. Right. So there's a there's a negative negative implication that's taking place in your life. Do you, do you see it as an issue? If not, that says something. Yeah. And I, I want to also highlight that our sin separates us from god um you know many of us we need guidance we need direction many of us want to feel his love many of us um we're at a disadvantage and the beautiful thing is that he's taken the foolish things of this world to confound the wise so we are the perfect people for god to show up um I, I, i will be bold and say i am not the brightest apple on the tree and i own that because i know who my father is um, and if you are okay with not having guidance, if you're okay with having limitations that just are just abundant, then say lobby. Let me, what would they say? Let me dust my shoes with my little sandals off and walk out the door. <laughs> But yeah, uh, friends, uh, we know the holidays are near. We're excited for that. But we're even more excited for next week because it is our final full episode before our season finale. So we'll we'll tune in (laughs) next Friday. And until next time, this is Juxtaposition.